The following is rated S for spoilers. Look, all I'm saying, bro, if Apollo Creed could take a chance on some underdog, why can't you? Hello and welcome to the Popcorn Hangover. My name is Alex. My name is Graham. And today we are discussing Creed 3 and his directorial debut. We have Michael B. Jordan at the helm, uh, written by Keenan Kugler and Zach Balin, uh, with some story help by Keenan's brother Ryan Kugler, uh, starring Michael B. Jordan, Tessa Thompson, and Jonathan Majors, releasing March 3rd, 2023. An estimated budget of $75 million. So far, it's in its opening weekend worldwide, it's made 100.5 and 58.6 that came domestically. Nice. So it's not doing too bad for itself. No, not at all. I thought I saw a headline like, actually like yesterday or the other day where they're like that Thursday night, that night before release, made like the most that any of the like movies of the trilogy like, so far have made. Interesting. So I was like, that's really I mean, cool. I, I believe it. Yeah. Uh, Graham, how are you doing this week? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing yeah. good. I really liked this one. I'm you, excited to talk about you this. You walked in and you just went, that movie was incredible and you haven't stopped talking about how incredible yeah. it is. <laughs> I was really like blown away. Like I just like, I just got out of seeing it. So uh-huh. like it is. It's still fresh. Fresh. On the it was dope, uh-huh. dude. Yeah. I really liked it. All right. Yeah. So I mean, let's jump into it. What are your, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, you liked it, obviously, but a right. little, little more in-depth. A little what more in-depth. It was, I, for one, so, like, I have never been, like, a boxing guy. I do not care. I've heard of Creed and all the Rockies. Like, I've actually seen, like, the Rockies growing up. I watched those. Uh-huh. Um, I never watched the first or second Creed. Uh-huh. I just went into three for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and, man, do I wish I had watched the others before, because this mm-hmm. was insane. Uh, the pacing of the movie, I thought was great. The fight scenes were so intense. Uh-huh. And even just the characters, like, dude, it was like, I I was like speechless at some points. I was uh-huh. on the edge of my seat the almost the whole movie. Like, it got like kind of like intense and like dark in some areas. Like, I, dude, this movie was like, I literally just feel like I have no other words besides it was so like sick. Like, it was just really, uh-huh. really, it was a lot of fun, but uh-huh. it was very intense. No, Yeah, for sure. You definitely got like the full boxing movie effect oh yeah um i mean that's that's just how this form it's so formulaic and yeah. they use it over and over and over again but it like I've, it still I've works seen, like like mcgregor fights and like pay-per-view fights like with friends i've mm-hmm. gone to houses i've gone to parties and i have never had any interest in those fights or how they end or the way it's scored with points and stuff I just do not care, but dude, watch oh, they it. are they are so boring because yeah. like I I work with sports and so we have TVs on all the time and it's so like I'll watch like boxing and MMA every once in a while when it's on ESPN and yeah. like I I'm like I don't know this is so stupid how do like what how are points working um, and I saw a review on Letterbox I think for the first one where they were mm-hmm. like why can't every Pay per view fight be like this because Dude, it's right? just it's so <laughs> incredible and it's, it was it seems so, so well amazing done. yeah this was like insane mm-hmm. yeah I. I did have your reaction okay. when I watched the first one a few days ago. Okay. Um, because like you, I had never seen any of the Creed movies. Right. Um, I'd seen Rocky. Uh, and Creed has always been on, like, on my list of must-watch movies because I've heard it's really good. Mm-hmm. But I've seen Rocky. I've seen uh, Million Dollar Baby and all these other boxing movies. And so mm-hmm. I've pretty much already seen all the Creed movies. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> I watched the first one and I was so mad at myself for never seeing it because that is a near perfect movie. Holy crap. That movie was so fantastic. And then the next night I watched Creed two and it was fine. It was, it was another boxing movie. Yeah. 
and then I watched Creed three, and about halfway through, I was sitting there like, man, I'm really burnt out on this because it's just it's the, it's the same thing, just three yeah. days in a row, and so. It was really good. Okay. I did really enjoy my time. Like it, yeah. I, it was a really fantastic movie. Yeah. But also, I made the mistake of watching all three in a row, and that <laughs> you went from zero to hundred. Dude, that nothing. was that was too much. You can only be yeah. so motivated by an epic final training montage. Like yeah. that's. Uh, but yeah, I, don't know. I did really enjoy the movie. Uh, this is Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut. He knocked it out of the park. I can't say anything. He he, he knocked it. He knocked, he knocked it, out. it out. Yeah, KO, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. No, but absolutely. He killed this movie. It was, I forgot, like, I know I heard about that, that this was his mm-hmm. first, um, his, yeah, debut in that. And, like, I, yeah, I don't think there's much to say against it. Again, I don't know how the others were, how this falls in mm-hmm. line with them, if it had a similar flow, had a similar Yeah, I mean, like know, I said, they're, style. They're, all, they're all the same. I said, there's not um, much else you can do differently so i figured no but um yeah they're all the exact same movie mm-hmm. um just with a different oppo- opponent really mm-hmm. um yeah he did fantastic I mean, I mean a lot of people have said things like wow this is really weird like introduction to directing because this is like the third movie in this really big trilogy right. and there's a lot of hype and expectation towards it but honestly i think that this was a really good decision for mm-hmm. him a because he already he is Apollo Creed. He's, he's been doing it, it. He's been for because first one came out in 2015. So mm-hmm. that's eight years now that he's been playing this character. Yeah. And he so he knows the acting side of it. He's got that part down. And then also like it is he very formulaic. How it works, right? Yeah, it is very formulaic. And so like he doesn't have to try that hard on that end. Um, he has Ryan Coogler in his corner producing along with him. Uh, Mike Jordan also mm-hmm. produced it with Ryan Coogler. So like, and they've worked in the past, obviously with Black Panther. Yes, I mean, I mean Black Panther, Fruitvale Station. Like, yeah, that, that's a really big pairing. Um, yeah, I heard her. Like, I, I've watched quite a few interviews with him, and he was talking about you know like talking to Ryan Coogler about how to do things, and then also talking to other actor directors like Denzel Washington. He just hit up because you know. Because you can Michael just Michael B. Jordan, you can just text, text Denzel Washington to be like, hey, I'm directing a movie. And Any Den- pointers? Yeah. Well, yeah, like Denzel immediately said, I just called my storyboard guy. He, like, he's going to hook you up. Like, storyboard everything. And, like, that was... Bro. So, I mean, yeah, I was like, man, that's so cool. Like, I remember I saw one interview. Someone asked him, and he, he noted on uh, that there's, for the fight scenes, for, like, the choreography and stuff, the way it's shot, that they pulled a lot of inspiration from, like, anime fights. Mm-hmm. And like, dude, you, you can, can tell. You can, you can you can see it. It was so in that last fight when he just jab after jab after jab, the arms opened up, and I was like, dude, that looked straight out of like, yeah, mm-hmm. that was just. Let's talk about that last fight really quick, yeah, because I think that might be. I don't want to say one of the best fight sequences, like as a generality, mm-hmm. but one of the best boxing sequences I think I've ever seen. Yeah, definitely got to be the best I've ever seen. I haven't <laughs> seen many, so I was gonna say I haven't. Okay, that, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but for them, like when it went, so yeah, talking about that last scene when they were. You know, in the first couple rounds, it was rough. They were really just going at each mm-hmm. other. And then when it started, when he was like, he's like, stop boxing, like start fighting. And like the background goes all dark and it's just the two of them, like really in the ring. I stopped breathing. I was so, it, that was so I, intense. It was so like deep on so many levels. Mm-hmm. Dude, my watch told me like four times. My heart rate got up to 140. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's like crazy or not. <laughs> I, I know my watch never tells me. The only ever time it's ever told me was during Maverick and the Batman, which I don't mm-hmm. understand the Batman. But like, this was, I was like, mm-hmm. I was in that last fight. Like, that was insane. Yeah, that, that I almost like teared up just because like, because both of us, I think we kind of got like our real introduction into like 
the making of films and everything through Ismahawk. Oh, absolutely. And, like, one of the things they always said, they always, like, talked about was storytelling through action. Oh, yeah. And that can be really difficult to do because a lot of times it's just, all right, we're going to do a really cool trick here, and then you're going to do this cool move, and it's going to look really cool, and there's no actual sustenance to it. Right. And that right there was such a cool way to just have so much storytelling within a fight and all of the frustration and anger that both of these characters have Mm -hmm. at each other and at themselves. And it was just like all of these things were like just building up and building up. And it was such a great... It just stacked so well. Nothing felt out of place. It was so like fluid from like when they would do close, like when they're in their corners, like after a round and they would just like close up on their eyes and you could tell like, like uh, Dane was just like, like zoned in, he did not care about anything else to rely. Like he was dead set on, mm-hmm. um, on Creed, and then like Creed, would, like you just focus in, like you could just see the two of them, and then would a flashback to like them seeing their younger selves, like who they're actually like fighting, like what they're fighting over. And I was like, dude, mm-hmm. that was again, it was insane. It was really insane, everything, but I can't help but just think that there would be no movie if these two grown ass men just sat down and talked about just just talked it out for like five minutes. <laughs> Well, I know, because, like, I mean, <laughs> honestly, it could have been as, like, he was like, oh, like, I wrote, uh, like, I wrote to you. And he's like, oh, you did? He's like, that's crazy. I never got him. Like, did he think he was lying? Or could he have been like, what do you mean? That's like, he's like, he's like, yeah. He's like, well, your mom still live there? He's yeah. like, yeah. He's like, I sent the letters there. And he's like, cool. And, like, why did Creed never be like, huh, I wonder why my mom, like, never gave me those letters. Like, is he lying about that? Am I lying about that? Like, it could have been sorted right there at breakfast, like, when uh-huh. they got food or lunch or whatever. But, yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I mean. Yeah, if you look, put some like real world logic into it, obviously it kind of mm-hmm. just tears the whole thing apart. But still, it was an epic fight scene. Yeah, so many cool things going on. I also think that was cool. Like one of the things Michael B. Jordan did, um, because he is an actor first, mm-hmm. um, and he's done these movies before. Uh, one of the things he said was during when they were filming the fight sequences, like as an actor, you kind of get into the flow of the fight, and so sometimes the director will say, "Okay, cut. You didn't do that one right. move correctly." But Michael B. Jordan, knowing what it's like to be in the flow of things, would just let could let the take go, and then that way, if they that the future parts of the fight mm-hmm. would be so much better because they were right. just they were really in it, and I felt like I could really feel that as well compared to the other two. Like it never, I don't know, just something. Maybe it's because I knew that going in, but mm-hmm. like just just something felt like really fluid through oh, all yeah. of these crazy fast cuts and different angles and things just throughout all of it it just it felt fluid and really intense yeah. between majors and jordan which which was again, another I fantastic gotta, move i got to say jonathan majors he is killing it mm-hmm. i'm sorry honestly and one thing like this is going to tie a little cuz we talked about ant-man mm-hmm. right and this is kind of like aside from the movie but the character that he played mm-hmm. his like demeanor and how intense he was and like his like obviously he wouldn't have the same like he wouldn't be acting on the same like revenge level necessarily or sure. like vengeance but like i wanted this i wanted dame to be king that's what i wanted king I want, to be i wanted king to be more manipulative like yes. Dame was yes where he spun a creed around his finger he got it where he needed to be he got his title card he got his fight at the end like he was just ruining things right by left like mm-hmm. that's what i wanted for king so i was just like oh i like, mean they and i mean they were very similar types of characters definitely. a strong quiet type and honestly i'm kind of worried for jonathan majors just because he's gonna get cast type i think he's gonna get typecast because typecast yeah yeah this is two out of the three episodes we've done this year um have been starring jonathan majors as the same character and then earlier yeah. in january he did another movie called magazine dream where he also plays 
the exact same character. character. Um, so like that's three movies and three he months. Be careful. Yeah. yeah. Where he's been kind of the same person. So that could get scary for him. But also I was talking with someone today. Yeah. It's kind of genius because for any of those three movies, maybe not so much quantum mania, quantum mania mm. is kind of a perk, but like you gotta be ripped for, for Creed and Golly. magazine dream. Yeah. Um, and if I had to guess all three of those movies and all those productions were giving him some sort of stipend or compensation mm-hmm. for maintaining his physique, but he had yeah. to do it for all the other movies. So I really want to know, like, did, did he just make a boatload of money just from being ripped and then doing three movies where he had to have that requirement? And they just said, all right, we need you to get in shape. So like, we'll pay for your workouts and all this stuff. And then like, we'll give you some money for maintaining your body. And if he did, that's genius. That's like a whole nother level of like getting around things because that's insane. (laughs) I mean, I got to think, I mean, yeah, like I feel like you guys can be in similar Mm headspaces for all of it. I don't know. Just an interesting interesting thought while we're, I mean, while we're on the topic of of acting, Mm -hmm. um, Michael B. Jordan did fantastic here. Yeah. Once again, uh, he, even as like the businessman, like family, I don't know how much his like family or like. Mm-hmm. The gym necessarily are in the other two. I feel like it's still a big part of it because yeah, yeah, they're, they're definitely very big similar. Parts of okay, but dude, he killed it. Mm-hmm. The signing with the daughter, like that was the cutest thing ever. His daughter was adorable. Like mm-hmm. Tessa Thompson crushed it. I'm sorry, I personally just never liked her as Valkyrie. I never had. I didn't like. I know. I just never. Okay. I don't know. Just didn't like care for her. Dude, she killed it. Like yeah, she was Thompson's amazing fantastic. in this. Yeah, like, um, absolutely. I'm just keep saying you just need to go 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 watch the other two now. I'm probably gonna. I gotta. You I'm think gonna you think to. it's amazing now? Yeah. Go watch the. You can skip the second one. The second yeah. one's good, but the first one is just. <laughs> Dude, this is this is similar. This is what I did with like Cobra Kai. Uh-huh. I just watched that last, like the newest season or whatever, four or five, whatever we watched uh-huh. and talked about. And then like we went back and we watched all of them because mm-hmm. it was, dude, it was so much fun. It was so good. That's what I'm excited for, for these. Like, like I said, if I, yeah, if I really enjoyed the third one, like I did, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm excited for the first and second one too. Yeah. Acting across the board was absolutely fantastic. I know we're going to go back a little bit, but I did mm-hmm. want to talk about one thing with Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of times when these, like new, especially actor directors who are very familiar with the process. I feel like a lot of times there's a few like little things you can tell that they do that they're still kind of learning. And in this movie, it bothered me so much that every five minutes there was a shot pointed at a mirror where it was like an over the shoulder and you're looking at their face like through mm-hmm. the mirror. Every five minutes, there was another mirror shot. That like that bathroom scene specifically in the morning <laughs> when they wake and he's like, they're talking to each other. I was like, did that I was, was like, so, yeah. I mean, it, it, don't get me wrong. It's cool once or twice mm-hmm. when it makes sense. Like a bathroom scene, like you're filming in a tight space. Okay, that's a cool like, like use yeah. of the space and everything. Made it work, exactly. To make the shot more interesting because it's a bathroom. But every five minutes, Michael B. Jordan, let's, let's calm it down. Was, in his like montage, when he was just standing in the middle of a runway in front of this like 15 by like 25 foot mirror, just mm-hmm. shadow boxing. I, I, I don't, maybe that's the thing they do. I don't know. I was like, you could, I watch don't. the first one. <laughs> okay, I need to watch. I yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. I forgot. I keep forgetting uh-huh. this is number three, dude. Like, yeah. Yeah, I came in right at the end of it. Is this is this the final in this series? Uh, you know what? That is I was a fantastic question. We'll get to it in a second. First, okay. I want to I want to say one one thing. Okay. Um, and you're not going to have much input on this because you didn't watch the other two. Uh, but <laughs> another thing that bothered me about this movie at first, mm-hmm. while I was watching it, was the music. Because Creed has a really cool motif throughout the first two films, like over and over and over again. We have, uh, okay. we have Ludwig Gordonson composing. So obviously it's given him, it's, it's yeah. an amazing score. 
Um, and he has this really cool motif that works great as a Creed theme, mm-hmm. and it's over and over and over. And for this movie, I forget his name, but they hired someone from Ludwig's team. So, like, he worked on the other two, but now he's the actual composer. Yeah. Um, and I didn't hear the theme. I heard it, like, once at the beginning and then never again until he, like, got back into training at the end of the end of the training montage. And then we got like a little, then we got it. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so brilliant because the Creed theme is about him boxing and like, so maybe he isn't, he isn't fighting. He's a different Creed. And so it would make sense to have a different theme. Mm -hmm. So it really bothered me at first, but at the end I was kind of like, okay, I see, I see what you did there. That was really clever. Um, That is smart. Yeah. But then they played the freaking Rocky theme at the end. We'll talk. (laughs) We'll talk about that here yeah. next segment, um, especially because there was no Rocky, which we'll also talk about <laughs> next segment. Who next segment? Just fair it's gonna warning, it's going to get real yeah. heated in about five or ten minutes. Um, but yeah, I do have to put one warning with this movie. Yeah, um, you know, I'm always looking out for the little things, kind of giving my like more family based review. Uh-huh. Um, in this case, it's not necessarily that. I'm going to give a, a warning to every guy that might possibly take their girlfriend, fiance, wife, any spouse oh uh, don't i'm my, sorry i went with my wife <laughs> that was the worst decision i ever made man you're getting michael b jordan and uh jonathan majors just like shirtless the entire thing absolutely ripped what i made a, a mistake i'm when, sorry when like, my girlfriend and i went and saw quantum mania she was like dang she's like jonathan majors is ripped like he looks nice and i was like all right you're not seeing creed with me because yeah. that's how you reacted to that's how you reacted to kang like with one sleeve off so I'm well, go, I, I i gave I the invitation i was myself. like i'm gonna go see this this afternoon uh-huh. would you like to come with me and she's like i literally why would i care to go see creed like i don't know about it don't care about it googles it and she's like when are we going i was like dude dude i was like okay so no i mean to her defense too again same same similarities where like we've never seen any like main related movie. She had never even seen Rocky or any of that. Mm-hmm. She loved it, but probably for different reasons I did. So it was I mean, a little tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's you can't tough. compete with them though. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. Uh, yeah. I saw, I saw, I, I saw my, again, my, my friend, he's like, he is a personal trainer and he was saying that Jonathan majors has 5% body fat, which Gosh. is like, just doesn't compute how that's even possible. Like that's just, <sighs> I mean, dude, sometimes you'd see him flex and I was like, his skin is just going to tear. Like, is that, can that be contained? Like, that's insane. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which also, I had one thing too. Like, again, I don't know anything about boxing. Mm-hmm. I know like in the movie, they're actually like when those like, um, like the sportscasters are like going through yeah. and they're like, I don't know. He's had all these concussions and all these tears and all these problems. And mm-hmm. like, is he even going to make weight? And like, there's no way that they are in the same weight class. I'm sorry. Jonathan Majors is huge. That's true. When they were in that final ring, I'm sorry, side by side. I, like, Well, I think that is, I don't think that's a requirement. I think it's more of a, like, you would determine that beforehand. Well, normally I say, normally that's how they get paired up, is depending on, like, heavyweight yeah, class or, like, lightweight I think class. that's how but they normally get paired up, but I wonder if it's just. Since it's a challenge of the two of them. Since they're, they're challenging, it's like, we, I don't care much. You yeah. We're just gonna I mean, go he probably it. had to make, like, some weight, I guess, for regulations for the heavyweight title to like reclaim that is the only thing I could think of, but to actually fight the two together, I was like, dude, he is holding so much more compared to Michael B. Jordan. I didn't really think about that, but yeah, that's good. He's just, no, yeah, no, it's definitely not because in the second one, that was like a big thing was you have Ivan Drago. Who's this, who's massive guy. Yeah. Who is the guy who was training with in Mexico or wherever that ended up being. Um, it was Mexico in the second one, but like, yeah, he fought Ivan Drago. Like that's, that's an even bigger unfair matchup. Yeah. So I don't, yeah, 
I don't know how the weight thing. That's a good point. Okay. I didn't really notice that. But I also didn't pick up. Yeah, if it was like a challenge directly, then I'm assuming that's probably how that skipped. works. Over, I don't. I mean, look at me. I don't box. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you asked about Creed Four. Uh, yeah. What do, do you do? You think they? I mean, what do you think? I. I mean, here's the thing. I don't know. From what I'm hearing, mm-hmm. if one, two, and three are the same, mm-hmm. basically, I mean, you're gonna have some movies like. The Fast and Furious, who have done the same thing ten times over now. Well, well, here's the thing: it's maybe not just, they can keep going. It's not just the Creed movies that are the same; it's just the genre that's the same. Rocky one through five, Rocky one through Creed three True. are all the same movie. True. Any boxing movie you watch is Real Steel is the same movie as this, and that's <laughs> Dude, about robots boxing. I forgot about that movie. <laughs> I always, that was a throwback. I always wow. forget about Real Steel until I remember it, and then it's just straight nostalgia. Like, oh my gosh, it was a, a good movie. What a Hugh great Jackman movie. was that? Yeah, right? that yeah. Was Hugh Jackman. Dang. But I mean, yeah. any box movie is yeah. going to be the the exact same, and so and that's just the genre. Mm-hmm. Um, See, at the end, like, my wife, when I, we were watching, she was saying, like, when he was, like, in the ring, like, boxing with his daughter or whatever, and she was like, I'm the champion, like, whatever. She was, like, mm-hmm. playing at the end. Like, that was so cute. But she was like, dude, if they make more, like, she's it's going to be her in the future. She's definitely going to the, the next. name. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, sure. And so, like, I could see them doing that, but I didn't, like, I didn't know, like, is this a... Uh, for Adonis Creed, like, is this Creed three and done, or is there going to be? I I would be down for a Creed four, mm-hmm. my especially if it's like this, like, mm-hmm. give him give him the director spot again, like, let's see it. My only concern with Creed four is what do they do with the character? Because um, even after Creed two, like, I was kind of like, how do you how do you mm-hmm. carry this on further? Especially because they're making these every four years, right? Michael B. Jordan can't keep it up forever, um, right? I mean, he I. He, he's a beast. So I'm sure he can do it for a little bit longer, but like he can't do it forever. And so I'm still on, still going hard though. Uh, not in this one though. Well, not out for this one. Not in this one. Yeah. Hold it back. Hold Hold it back. Hold it together. Segment two. Second, segment two, (laughs) segment two. Um, yeah, I just don't know where they would go with it. Um, I mean, seeing them go from two to three and like, okay, this was really interesting how they Mm -hmm. took him out of the boxing scene. Now he's more of a promoter. See, that's what I like. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Like having Um, school, having the gym, like mm -hmm. get the other boxers like promoted. And like when he, what what he did with Felix, like that was dope. He was right Mm -hmm. there in his ring. He basically like got him up to the title card. Like Mm -hmm. that's great. And so like, I honestly could see them doing that. I feel like stayed in retirement, but then you're looking at the same thing that they basically just did here. Right. So I don't know We're we'll, We'll see. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be opposed to a Creed Four as long as the right story is there. Yeah, and I think that's going to be hard to find. Oh, absolutely. Um, especially without Sylvester Stallone in a legacy sequel. But also, this movie is kind of proving that it can stand on its own. Yeah. If you didn't know this had anything to do with Rocky, if you had never heard of Rocky and you knew that you Rocky no and Apollo problem. Creed fought, you probably wouldn't know what right. was going on. I mean, the one reference to it was more of a cultural reference of yeah. Rocky and Apollo fought, and everyone talks about that fight. Like mm-hmm. that could be a real world conversation that you had just as right. a cultural reference. So we're going to yeah. dive deeper into that next segment and talk about how um, Creed Three Creed. 2015 is one of the best legacy sequels of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, yet Creed three is kind of creating a legacy for Creed on his own. Right. Um, and we're going to talk about how, how they did that. Is it a good thing? Is that a bad thing? All the things, all the creeds, all the Rockies. So stay tuned. So we're talking legacy sequels. 
Yes. Once again, I feel like on this show, it is Marvel, maybe Star Wars, and Legacy sequels. And those are like our, our three main topics. Our three most discussed topics. It's, yeah, it's been in the loop. It's not, I mean, <laughs> it's not entirely our fault. That's just what's, Here's the thing, that's what that's people what's are coming out. out. Exactly. Yeah, that's what people are interested in. So that's what we're interested in, at least. Yeah. So we're going to talk about it. Absolutely. I mean, you're listening to this episode. So clearly you have some sort of interest. <laughs> people um, just sign off. They're just <laughs> done. Also, look at the analytics at this timestamp. Everyone just disappears. Dang. Except for me. That's sad. Um, anyway, <laughs> I have, I watched, I watched the little Creed trilogy. Yeah. And I noticed an interesting trend across all three movies. Okay. Um, Cause I want to talk about like how one of the things, the big narratives around this movie is, is Sylvester Stallone not being involved and there being absolutely no mention of Rocky for some ridiculous reason. Um, and how, but, despite that like they were able to take this and creed 3 kind of stands on its own from the rest of the franchise and really it's kind of outgrown its legacy there are people who have seen the creed movies who have never seen the rockies mm-hmm. because i mean rocky came out 50 years almost 50 right. years ago so like dang like creed 3 and creed as a trilogy has really developed itself to be able to stand on its own and to create its own legacy and how it is do that and i don't know i just want to dive into that and kind of how other legacy sequels can do that. Cause right. we're going to run out of a lot of, I mean, there's only you can't so do many a legacy off of a leg. Like, off right. There's only so many legacy. movies that were made in the eighties <laughs> that we can re- come back and, and revamp. Yeah. So people how, need to come up with original ideas, guys. Come on. What's an original idea. I don't know anymore. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means. Um, so anyway, I found, I found a, a bit of a trend across the three Creed movies because okay. each one I think represents a different aspect of this topic. Okay. So first Creed, I think is the perfect legacy sequel. Um, Ryan Coogler did all the things he wrote, directed, produced. He did everything. And Ryan Coogler is amazing and he knew what he was doing and he was very, very careful with every aspect of it. Creed was both, it could stand on its own. If you had never seen Rocky or heard of it, Mm -hmm. that's fine. You would have, you would have gone through the movie and it would have been a really cool boxing movie. Right. Um, But it did a really good job at honoring the past and it made it, was continuing Rocky five is almost Rocky six, to be honest, like just with Rocky going and helping Creed and doing all that stuff. And then there's, I don't want to, I'm trying to not be spoilery for anyone who hasn't seen it. And also for Graham, who hasn't seen it. <laughs> um, but you know, Rocky goes through his own issues and Creed has to help him with that. And so like, there's lots, it, it just, it continues. Okay. It continues what Rocky was doing and all of the greatness of the Rocky films, but it was making it Creed, but while also making it new. So for example, hmm. And this is a, a bit of a, a hot take. I'm not the biggest fan of Rocky. It's a perfectly fine movie. Yeah. But for its for its time, it was great. Right. For now, it's just incredibly slow. Um, it's like a two and a half hour movie, and it could easily be 90 minutes. Like, it's just lots of... Wow. Just, it's lots of slice of life stuff. And that was kind of the point, because it wasn't supposed to be a big... Box. I mean, it was a big box movie, but I think the idea that Sylvester Stallone had behind it was this is an every man story. There's, there's this guy, he lives a normal life, he likes to box, he gets this crazy opportunity, and he Sends it. he doesn't yeah. win, but you know he's able to achieve his own goal, whatever. Like he doesn't win. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, no. So like. I don't know. So Rocky is supposed to be different, but then like you watch Creed and just. It's completely revamped. It's got a very modern take on all the boxing things. The amount of oneers. Um, there, there's one fight. It's 
two rounds of boxing all in one take. Um, it took them 13 takes to make. And, like, wow. it was just – it's so incredible, like, watching it, like, on the edge of your seat. And this is in the first – hour of the movie maybe like it's just wow it's really great like lots of new innovation and thing for the genre and for this franchise all around it was just it was a perfect it was just, it was a perfect legacy sequel mm -hmm. and the other thing that i think is important with this is when you have rocky which has such an iconic theme with with flying high yeah. um you got to be really careful with how you use it and ludwig gordonson again did such a great job at it mm -hmm. um we get little like light um, orchestral versions of the melody when it's Rocky centered moments because it's Rocky's theme. So obviously you right. would play it um, and then they get the opening fanfare right before the big fight. And it's like, Oh yeah, this is the Rocky theme. And right before it actually gets to the melody, it cuts off and we get into the fight and you're like, Oh yes, I'm hyped up. I got the nostalgia. Like it was a nice <laughs> little reference. Right. Now we can keep going. And in other words, it's all about Creed's theme musically and it's all about Creed. And it was great. I loved it. I could watch that movie every day for the rest of my life, and I don't know if I would get <laughs> tired of it. Um, then we get to Creed 2. And I'll be honest, this is a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Because I kind of just want to rant about Creed 2 for a minute. <sighs> um, for Chains off. Send it. Creed 2 <laughs> is not such a great legacy sequel. Okay. Um, as a whole, it's just not a really great sequel, sequel in general. Like, okay. the first one is obviously going to, is better than the second one, like, right. as is per usual. Um it was just a little on the edge, a little silly. They were trying to make a reference to Rocky Four, where Apollo Creed dies. And Rocky Four was made in the Cold War era. And the whole like premise of that movie was Rocky going to Russia and beating a Russian on his home turf after the Russian murdered like the USA Patriot fighter. So like it was the most USA satire. <laughs> thing i've not right. satire like usa propaganda yeah ever so the fact they were trying to like bring i understand why they brought it back because right. obviously it was when apollo creed died but like it was just it was hard to take seriously knowing that like this was very much just like propaganda at the time and now you're trying to like make it serious and like this big moment for yeah. adonis creed um so that and it was, i don't know it was just it was rough for me it was a little rough okay um but a lot of the issues come at the end. The okay. end is like that's the part that just make, that gets you hyped up, and you you know that's right. that's what makes these movies great. These boxing movies great is the ending. Um, number one sin of this movie uh, is is the music. So I told I said like I said last time they did a really great job of like balancing when to use the iconic theme and when not to. Okay. In Creed two, he he knocks down uh, uh, Ivan, and then you get the big fanfare again. You're like, yeah, he won. And then Ivan gets back up. You're like, oh no, he didn't win. That's so crazy. And instead of getting the Creed theme, he knocks him down again. And then you get the full flying high theme and, and full fanfare. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. A theme is supposed to like, a musical theme is supposed to represent the character, which is Rocky. Right. Rocky's on, Rocky's on the sideline. He's, he's coaching. Sure. But he's not, he didn't do that. He's not the moment. We don't. Right. We don't need Rocky's theme right now. I get what you're trying to do, but like, you know, I already got the reference. It right. was cool. I got the nostalgia. I. This is Creed's time. This is Creed's theme, and the whole theme of the movie is about creating your own legacy and growing beyond who you're told you have to be and what you think you have to do because of the legacy that you think you have and okay. creating your own legacy. And so, one of the parts of that theme is that at the end. Creed wins, obviously, because it's a boxing movie. And then Creed goes and like, hey, Rocky, come on. And Rocky's like, no, 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 I'm going to stay down here. This is this is your thing. I'm going to stay down here because this isn't my movie. Right. I don't want people you know, <laughs> bragging about me. 
And then the next, the rest of the movie, it's just a tracking shot of Rocky sitting down and he's looking at the ring with all the people surrounding Creed who you don't even see. So in this moment that is all about Rocky giving the spotlight to Creed, we never see Creed in the spotlight. It is all about the legacy. It is all about Rocky. I'm no, I don't care about Rocky right now. He had five movies for me to yeah. care about him. I'm here for Creed right now. Yeah. But it was, no, it's, it's, this is also a Rocky movie. This is the Rocky franchise. So we got to focus on Rocky. The last shot of the movie is also about Rocky. And I'm like, okay, now I'm actually like so glad he's not in this movie. Well, here's the thing. Okay. He should have been. He, sh- he didn't need to be in the movie. So okay. the reason that he isn't is Sylvester Stallone um, kind of screwed up because he, he wrote Rocky and everything. Like he, I don't right. know if he'd actually been in anything at that point in time. Uh, he wasn't okay. at, he wasn't Sylvester Stallone. Right, yet. he wasn't the big name. Um, right. And so when he wrote it, he just wanted to get the movie made. No one knew that this was going to be going on 50 years later. True. And so he made a really bad deal and he doesn't own any rights to anything. Yeah, he's kind of he, he just he's in a kind of like a blood feud with MGM over the rights. And another issue is that Sylvester Stallone is he the way he likes to create characters and create stories is he thinks that the world is dark enough. We don't need our characters to go to these really, really dark places, which I found interesting when, in, when you were talking about Creed 3, how you said you really liked how right. dark it was. Um, and I think Mugby Jordan, Ryan Coogler knew this, and so they wanted to go in that direction. And I think that's really the only direction they could have taken Creed. Oh, but absolutely. Sylvester Stallone was not going to sign off on that, but really? he doesn't really get a choice because he didn't own any of the rights. <sighs> um, he's not he's not a producer. Like right. Michael B. Jordan owns more rights to the Rocky name than Sylvester Stallone does. And so that is unfortunate. So he, yeah, he wasn't a part of the movie because he has no control and he, he had to leverage some things. He said, fine, I won't be in the next movie, but like, so they said, okay, cool. You won't be in the next movie. Don't need you. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it really sucks because the Creed movies are a lot about the relationship between Creed and Rocky. Okay. Um, Creed calls him unk all the time. Cause like that's the, he goes and lives with Rocky and like he always goes and talks to Rocky. And so, for me, like one of the other things that took me out of Creed three mm-hmm. to go back to the review, I was holding this for this part. Um, it was constantly me out of it that like they never mentioned Rocky at all once. Right. I mean, they they mentioned him. They, they mentioned, mentioned the, the fight, fight, right? A couple of times and how iconic it is, right? But they never talked about the relationship that he has with Rocky and like, yeah, it could have been so simple. It could have just yeah. been a simple, oh, you know, like when Rocky died, because um, spoilers. Uh, Rocky gets cancer in the first one, mm-hmm. and then the second one takes place four years later, but it cancer's never mentioned ever again. So, like, he gets cancer, and he has cancer, and it's never, I mean, I obviously, I guess he beat it, but they could have easily fixed that continuity error and just been like, oh, man, when cancer took Rocky and yeah. a stroke took my mom. He could have just visited a grave or something or had yeah. her right or next he, to him. Or he or could have said Rocky went and he's with his son, or they could have said Anything, yeah. any explanation. Rocky's in Philly and he's too old to travel all the way out here. They could have just one quick right. line, but they didn't. And they tried to just bounce around it. And that was way more distracting. And I think mm-hmm. ruined Creed three worse than if they had just, just given something, something because the entire time he's like, I don't know how to talk about my feelings and everything. And in any of the other two movies, mm-hmm. Tessa Thompson and his mom and everyone and their dad would say, go talk to Rocky. Cause that was the relationship they had. Or even in Creed three, like he's showing like his little man cave and he's got a picture of him and Duke standing there. I'm like, no, like That's he would not have been standing. Right. That wouldn't, he would not have pictures of him and Duke. He would have pictures of him and Rocky. Um, so hmm. that is wild. Yeah. And so Creed three, I think was trying almost to, 
the, too hard. The way that Creed Three fits into this is, it was really trying hard to grow past the legacy. Yeah, and it was under forced circumstances, of course. Mm-hmm. But, but I, like, I th- honestly, like having it, basically having them kill off Rocky would have been a great idea, because mm-hmm. then you are going to have to move on past the legacy. The legacy mm-hmm. is. It's just a legacy at this point. It's gone. Well, the other thing, because, again, I'm obsessed with music in this, Mm -hmm. like, we get Flying High. We get the Rocky theme. Right. And at the end of the fight, and I was like, Rocky's Rocky's not in this. Where is he? going to play his theme? (laughs) Are you kidding me? Oh, man. So, yeah, I... Creed... Creed Three is great, and I think mm-hmm. it does it does stand alone. It does grow beyond the legacy, but I think that when you do that, you still need to acknowledge the right. past in some in some way, or at least yeah. develop the story in a way that you can grow on without the past at all. Like even right. if even if Rocky did die at the end of Creed Two or something, or there was some sort of sort of situation where Rocky couldn't be there, I think it would have been great. Yeah. Um, but I think they just they they skipped a very small but integral step. And growing past the yeah. Rocky legacy. Dang. So anyway, th- those, those are my thoughts on the Creed movies and how they represent different yeah. aspects of legacy sequels now. Not going to lie, it kind of ruined it for me. I'm not excited for the other. I'm just kidding. No, I'm still <laughs> very excited for the other two. But again, Creed, Creed 2 is still a good movie. It's a still a yeah. fun watch. I was just, I think especially, again, because I watched them one after the other, watching yeah. Creed 2 after watching the first Creed is like... Pointless. <laughs> it's not pointless. I gave the first Creed a five out of five stars, and then I go, I go watch Creed 2, and I'm like, this is a solid three, I guess. Oh, okay. Um, like, okay. it's Creed, it's it's still it's still a good movie, but yeah. it's just, it's every other boxing movie I've ever seen, whereas right. the first Creed is on a not whole other level. Okay. Um. So, Yeah. Any 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 thoughts reactions to any of that? That was a lot of information. So many kind of not not actually, <laughs> but like I I completely understand how you like what you mean by that. Um, especially just I n- would, had not been caught up at all in the mm-hmm. event of like Rocky being there. I honestly I feel like I do actually remember like seeing. Yeah, he, is he like in the poster? He might be in the poster for like Creed two or like Creed one. He's in the Rocky. poster for all of them. Okay, Rocky. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay, so I like I figured because I was like, yeah, he is in those. Like I didn't even come to mind thinking about the other two so i mean so, yeah. and, and the other two rocky is basically duke who duke is in this movie that's who rocky was okay but then also add like his mom's relationship mm-hmm. that was also rocky so take his mom and duke and then combine them and then you kind of have rocky in the other two movies tough so that's that's why it was very distracting and yeah. a little odd yeah. to not have him included um, at all right yeah I, I mean, hmm. I don't know. I, I understand the situation. It is a load of crap. Uh, like, I have a whole thing here. I put you just... So As I, I read through it, yeah. Um, and he talked about how, like, he, he made a stupid deal. Like, every line of dialogue he's ever written is his own from his own brain. Right. But he doesn't own any of it. Um, which is Which is tragic. But Yeah, that's really unfortunate. That sucks. Mm-hmm. That really sucks. Man. So, anyway, we've talked a lot about Creed. And this yes. is a Creed 3 episode. Right. Um, but... Creed is not the only legacy sequel out there. There are no. other legacy sequels Absolutely. that have been ex- incredibly successful. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to ask you, do you think that any of these other sequels can do what Creed 3 has done and kind can they stand on their own away from the past and kind of grow past that legacy? Is it is it possible to do that or is this something that's kind of more particular to Creed? See, I don't know. I feel like you got a couple of mentions down here, like Star mm-hmm. Wars, Top Gun, Ghostbusters, Cobra Kai. 
Okay. As a couple, if I look at star Wars, I feel like they've done relatively well. Yeah. When you look at things like Mando Mm -hmm. or some others, I mean like, unfortunately they've still tied in heavily to like the Skywalker era. Sure. But if you look at like, so Mm -hmm. the force awakens like is Mm -hmm. a more traditional legacy sequel. Right. right? Um, and we saw what happened as they tried to move past what was. Mm And then, but I think its ultimate failure was it was trying to also be what was in the past. And right. Oh no! Yes. Somehow, <laughs> the, somehow the emperor's back. Worst line in right. movie history. Yeah. But like, I, I feel like that's another example of a movie that like, it was really close. I think honestly, and I've said this before, Last Jedi I think was the opportunity for yeah. it to stand on its own. Yeah. Um, if J.J. Abrams had just scummed the flow. Mm-hmm maybe things could have gone differently. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think the, the sequel trilogy as a whole, I almost feel like it's a failure at trying to like distinguish past it. Yeah. But I also agree with you with things like Mando, like mm-hmm. that is really standing on its own. I don't yeah. think anyone would have thought that like a monster of the week show in terms of star Wars right. about a mask, uh, a faceless character really yeah. would have worked, but it's right. working fantastically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and like with others, <sighs> I think it's tough. Like, I don't know. I feel like when it comes to like Top Gun, it is still heavily rolled around Maverick. Like now I mean, you it's get Top the Gun other... Maverick. I, right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, yes. So, so here's a question. Do you think Top Gun could work without Tom Cruise? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially with, with, with watching Maverick and just seeing the mm-hmm. new recruits and seeing them still go through what they could go through and like doing everything that they did. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. they could lead another class or have a few of those mains, like really pick up and continue. I would, I hope to see more honestly from the mm-hmm. top gun. Like I would love to see more. Um, I think with something like, like Cobra Kai, for example, I feel like that's going to be extremely hard. Um, mm-hmm. cause it literally is revolving around the dojo that started it. And mm-hmm. if you're having Danny and all of them, like still being there, you're not going to, well, that was the thing with Cobra Kai is when they introduced it, mm-hmm. the whole, the whole, pitch was this is the new era mm-hmm. of 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 like karate, karate fighting right. kids mm-hmm. and then also we have donnie uh donnie johnny and danny johnny, yeah um i guess it is kind of donnie if you wanted to put the like you know like a couple name yeah you, you know? ship them together yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um no anyway. Which i could have seen like honestly if they just left danny out of it and just let johnny do his thing take cobra kai sure give cobra kai its own thing mm-hmm. leave miyagi and like well, and all that you can out kind of, of see the like, almost the regression from standing on its own too, mm-hmm. as you watch the show. Cause this last season right. was, I mean, the screen time for the kids is, I don't remember any of the kids story arcs <laughs> in that season, to right. be honest, but it was all about the adults and yeah. the adults fighting and the adults doing their things. Yeah. Whereas if you go back to season one, it was all about the kids right. and the adults were also had like mm-hmm. their issues, but yeah. like, it was primarily focused on the kids. So you kind of see like a regression of them going back to, we can't stand alone that everything is revolving around this feud and this stupid tournament that happened in the (laughs) eighties. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I hope to see more come from things like, for example, one I'm kind of excited for um, Indiana Jones five Mm -hmm. coming up. I hope that does well. I hope there's a setup or send off for, Harrison Ford's indie uh-huh. and we can see potentially someone else come in. I love those movies. Like I'm actually very excited for this one, but like I don't want it to end here and then I just never see it again or just get it completely rebooted. Like continue it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a series that could do really well from like, give us one final, you know, Indiana Jones and then like mm-hmm. spin it off or just give us something. But how, how would you spin it off? Could not tell you that. I honestly have no thoughts. I think no the ideas. problem with that's Indiana why Jones is like, 
It is Harrison Ford. <laughs> well, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. For start, like, I don't know if you can do Indiana Jones without Harrison Ford. I also don't know if you can do Top Gun without Tom Cruise. Um, mm, I feel like if, I feel like you could. Like, in, in this way. If you basically, mm-hmm. like, in this similar thing where you take Creed, I mean, seriously, you're, you're going to have the Top Gun, like, cl- like, um, not class, but the group. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to have that title. They're always going to have more cadets coming in and taking on that challenge, doing missions like that, that you can still train around. So, like, I feel like it all still revolves around there. And, of course, you can still have photos and flashbacks and have a voiceover or something. Like, have something. Mm-hmm. Or, like, some, like... um just give us like Tom Cruise for two seconds. I have a little like something pop up, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like Top Gun out of all of those examples, it would probably be the one to like be most successful. Sure. Carrying out, but I don't know. I could also sure. be wrong. That's fair. So here's an idea mm-hmm. because obviously like kind of what we're talking about and trying to get at is mm-hmm. what if you could, what if you can grow past just the constant rebooting and revamping of all these other franchises and make something totally new and unique at what point do you just because the idea of doing that right, right is so you can sell an audience so much more right. easily in a, in a in a studio so much more easily? Yeah, you, absolutely. Like I, you people, know, the success, success like, behind the previous ones, you right? Know, like, like my expecting more my team. mom doesn't really watch movies hardly ever. Yeah. My dad does like movies, but he's a very I'm going to wait till it comes out on streaming to watch it kind of person. This guy, I dragged both the of them fall to drive theaters. to drive. Two hours to go see Top Gun Maverick and right, IMAX because right. they were excited for another Top Gun because they mm-hmm. they knew that they loved the first Top Gun. They wanted more of the story. And so, like, they... Top Gun touched every they, audience pool it could have. Yes. Yeah. And so, obviously, that's why they want to do legacy sequels. And so, sometimes when you want an original story, you just you find a way to tie it into these other things. That's yeah. kind of... I see that's what Creed was doing. I don't know if the Creed was intent, intending to do it that way, mm-hmm. but, like, that's kind of how Creed 3 has worked out, right? right? They're able to continue the story and... They're just able to tell another cool boxing story. Mm-hmm. Um, what include this is the son of Apollo Creed, and so right. at what point do you do we settle for original stories that take place in preconceived universes, or should we fight more and should we like try to convince more studios? Hey, like this is a very original idea and it worked. Let's let more original ideas. Even though this last original idea, yes, it did sell well mm-hmm. and have a good open weekend. And, because of the legacy behind it. Yeah. But at what point do like, is it even possible to go back to just original films or are the most original films we're going to get uh, as like a consistency? We have right. things like everything everywhere all at once, which is right. very much like an anomaly, I think in this mm-hmm. kind of, in the current Hollywood landscape, right. but like, absolutely. Is it even possible to go back to that being the norm, everything everywhere all at once? Or are we going to be stuck in, I want an original story like Ghostbusters afterlife, for example, mm-hmm. Um, but we have to reference all of the Ghostbusters and mm-hmm. they have to come back and, and for a final scene. I mean, I honestly like, I don't know, because I feel like people are still coming up with these original ideas. Mm-hmm. Like they're still out there and happening. But I feel like major studios are pushing them off and oh, they're absolutely. keeping their legacy sequels and they're going to Netflix originals and who Prime originals and stuff like that. Like we're not going to see... Which I hate because honestly, I feel like anything that goes to that section is not the best. Like it's so like mm-hmm. downgraded from what it could have been. And mm-hmm. so like, I kind of hate that, but I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel, I just had a thought come to my mind. I literally just ran out. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Damn. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> it's, it's cool. It's, it's cool. all, it's all good. Graham, do you have any final thoughts on Creed three or legacy sequels or anything? 
that we talked about today because we kind of covered a lot of ground. We covered a ton of ground. <laughs> um, yeah, when it comes to legacy sequels, we're all going to love them. Um, like I said, really, they're there for everyone. Um, mm-hmm. And we've seen it, everything. I mean, anything people have been producing, like Top Gun Maverick, things like even Creed in some instances, and then, of course, like upcoming like Indiana Jones. Like People are going to be excited about it. You're going to get mm-hmm. a new generation as well as the older generation. Um, it's going to touch to both audiences. So I love them. I feel like we all love them, and they mm-hmm. tend to do really well. So I'm excited to keep seeing them. But... I'm always going to be, you know, pushing for, I would love to see original content. Like mm-hmm. it's always going to not necessarily do better, but just a refresher. Like I feel like anytime we see something original, I say that every time, like, Oh, I'm so glad it's not like the standard Marvel movie. I feel like it's not like it's a breath of fresh air. It's something new. And so I like, I want that. I don't want that to ever die out, but you know, who knows where we'll be 10 mm-hmm. years from now. But as far as Creed goes, incredible movie. Very, very excited to watch the first one, especially with your rating. Give me that thing a five out of five, man. I loved the first. I'm very movie. excited. Number two, who knows if that'll, who knows if we'll watch it. Just kidding. I probably will, but yeah, you, you got to watch it. Just, I think if you just give yourself yeah. a few days in between. Yeah. I not think, back to back. Yeah. Just, okay. Just don't. Yeah. Right. My recommendation. Don't watch all three Creed <laughs> movies back to back. Do the order I'm doing. So do go, go see three in theaters. If you haven't don't, seen any don't of them, do then that. see one, wait a few days and then see number two. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> That's that's no, that's a bad decision. Great movie overall. Definitely go see it if you get a chance. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I I did enjoy Creed three. I I do enjoy this franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, just has a few issues that I'm way too nitpicky about, and I don't <laughs> think anyone actually cares about. But this is my podcast, and I'm going to talk about it. Exactly. Uh, you've been listening to the Popcorn Hangover. My name is Alex. That is Graham. We've been discussing Creed three and how legacy sequels can stand on their own. What are your thoughts on Creed 3? Let us know in the comments down below and on all the other things, TikTok, Instagram, patreon.com slash popcorn hangover. Next week's tease. Um, look, if you've listened to the podcast for any period of time, you know I've been very excited about one project in particular. So excited, in fact, that I have been preparing for next week's episode for months. Like, before the thing even like came out, <laughs> even had a release date, I've been getting ready for it. I'm going to uh, be so underprepared. No, That's fine. I'm... I'm so pumped. The music ran out. I don't care because I'm I'm so excited for next week's episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all I got for you. All right. Peace.